Welcome to Kadampa Podcasts. These podcasts offer practical solutions to daily challenges and help guide us to a happier and more peaceful state of mind. In each episode, you will find an extract from a teaching given by one of various Kadampa Buddhist teachers worldwide. All these teachings are inspired by the profound wisdom of Venerable Geshe Kelsang Gyatso Rinpoche, a Buddhist master for our time. We hope you will enjoy listening. What we are going to focus on in this session is the, pr the previous meditations. We've been looking at the methods we can use for increasing our ability to remain loving, you know, wishing others to be happy, trying to keep our mind free from resentment and blaming and criticizing others and so forth. Um, so all our interactions if we have a very trained mind, offer us the opportunity to increase good qualities within our mind. Now, our meditation practice itself is a mechanism by which we use to try and make this good feeling, because when we meditate on wishing others happiness, wanting to be kind and loving and patient towards them, because it's a virtuous mind, we're very happy in that meditation because it makes us happy. <laughs> but the trouble is we can get up and then we immediately meet the challenging people and forget all our good intentions because they're so vivid and obnoxious <laughs> or irritating or whatever it is they are. Um, so for our meditation to have uh, and the effect that we want it to have, which is to affect us to train our mind uh, in the meditation break. Because as you know, in meditation itself, it's just a few minutes, <laughs> you know, a day if we're lucky, <laughs> perhaps just a week, a few minutes a week, where we get this good intention and then we stand up and we feel very good and then life begins and it's gone. Although, of course, we need to be steady and realistic in our training, understanding that our mind is like this huge big pot. And every time we meditate, it's like putting a drop of wisdom into that pot. If we keep meditating and then we keep trying in the meditation break to practice, it's drop by drop by drop and our mind gets more beautiful, stronger and more capable of keeping in a good place. Um, for that to happen, for our meditation to affect our daily life, which is what we want, you know, um, <clears throat> then we need to understand a little bit about our mind and what we are trying to do within the meditation itself so we can have more mental power to know what we're doing, so to hold it with more concentration. You know, so our teacher Geshe Kelsang said that, you know, maybe we complain, we don't have a lot of concentration, but concentration is built through, through wanting it. Okay? So if we can understand that why we're doing it, then the power of our mind to want to focus more moment by moment by moment can be greater. So to understand what we are trying to do. So we are trying to evoke uh, an intention in our mind okay, that wants to cherish others when we meet with them. It okay, wants to be as kind, as 
you know, open-hearted, as warm as possible. All those are actions of a cherishing mind, loving, generous, you know, all those that naturally come. Uh, so we have those qualities. They are just not very stable. <laughs> so in our meditation, we are trying to develop the intention every moment and increase the depth of that intention. So one thing to be aware of is that with every moment, we have an intention. It's one that is called one of the five all-accompanying mental factors. We cannot have a mind without an intention. <laughs> okay. um, so you're here because you had an intention. You know, if you were dragged and then you, no, I think I'll just stay in the cafe. <laughs> the intention wasn't strong enough. You know, if you ask yourself, maybe I'm not meditating yet, why I really want to, uh, I, my intention isn't strong enough yet. So, so often if you check in your life, you, you want, you think in your head, I want to do that. I want to, you know, learn that new skill, have that new good habit in my life. I want a daily meditation practice. But it doesn't seem to happen, yet you still seem to want it. <laughs> so what I've noticed is intention, we need to have the intention in our mind stronger and stronger and for quite a long time before it can affect our behavior. <laughs> so that level of it, because we have intention, I want to, and then we forget. I thought I wanted to, why, why didn't I do it? <laughs> I left the meditation center saying, I will meditate tomorrow, but that's a lot of moments between today and tomorrow morning. And the intention, if it wasn't really heartfelt, will disappear like a leaf in the wind. You know, and you'll just forget, and tomorrow will happen, and on it will go, and you ah, when you come back next week, you go, oh, well, why didn't I meditate? <laughs> because the intention was brief. And every moment of mind, we have new intention and we have new objects, and so the mind goes on, and we basically forget our good intention. Okay. So, what we are trying to activate within the meditation itself is a, a determination to keep that intention. So. Uh, Maybe I can explain this a little bit better. Before I got ordained, I had the opportunity to ask uh, Geshe-la before I got... Well, we, we always used to ask him, may I get ordained? And, and so he looked at me, and I think he could see my intention was a bit flaky. <laughs> Good in that moment. But he said, hmm, how long have you had this intention for? And I said, ooh. I'd actually just been very, very encouraged by a friend of mine who wanted me to get ordained with her. <laughs> which perhaps isn't the best intention <laughs> or the strongest, even though I, I wanted to get ordained, but it was floaty. Okay, and he, he could see very clearly. And I said, oh. <laughs> and he said, okay, wait till your intention becomes a determination. And he said, then I'll ordain you whenever. He said, but wait till your intention becomes a determination. Now, when our intention becomes a determination, we don't lose it. And what I noticed between, it was a year be, before I asked him again, because I, I was, okay, I, I'll definitely wait sh make sure that intention is stable and a determination. It, it, what I noticed was this back and forth, like I go, oh, definitely, 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 and then I'd wake up going, oh, terrible idea. <laughs> and so it was a little bit like a, because it's life-changing, it's a life-changing decision, you know, like a table tennis match, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, till eventually it was yes. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. And then it becomes stable. 
it's not floaty, it's not intermittent, it's just can't wait. Yes, definitely, it's what I want to do. We want our good intentions to become determinations so they carry through into our life. You know, and it doesn't matter how, you know, uh, difficult or challenging a person may be. If we really believe in um, the power and the importance of holding loving attitudes, patient mind, you know, a compassionate response, if we believe in inner good virtues, in inner virtues of the mind, then we will understand that whoever we have, whatever interaction we have, just gives us an opportunity to, to really train or not. Do we want to be right? There's that expression, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? So I change that. Do you want to be always right? And then, you know, maybe we're not right. If we're deluded, if we're negative and re reactive and unhappy, are, are we right? Are we going to be pleased when we die? I'm really glad I got angry and miserable and defensive over my life. <laughs> Was that right? Or training in developing really good qualities of mind in challenging situations, is that right? So that's our decision. So what we want our meditation to be about is really coming, is taking a good intention and holding it with concentration. So it like carves a decision that becomes a determination. So, so Geshe says that uh, what this looks like is something touches our heart. And so in meditation, our, our mind is moved. It's not just a, uh, writing lines, I will be loving, I will be kind, I will, you know, so flat. <laughs> it's just I should do it. <laughs> but something inside that goes, I want to train. So has an awareness it may not always be easy, just like anything that we do in life, even, you know, like sports, for instance. You wouldn't, a sport, a real, somebody really into, I don't know, competitive sport doesn't want it to be without the competition, you know. It'd be boring, wouldn't it? <laughs> you know, you, you didn't play with somebody with equal uh, uh, measure to your capacity. So too, we need a realistic understanding. It's an inner training. I need to train my mind, but I want to. Hey, I want to. So with it, within that understanding, we know, of course, it is easy to be loving and generous and patient with those when they are being loving and generous and patient to us, because like matches like. You know, so when somebody's generous, you go, oh, no, it's my turn now, and you want to be generous. Yeah? When somebody's really kind, you have this nat we have this natural response that appreciates their kindness. And, you know, when we have the opportunity in the future, we, we, we are more likely to return it. So uh, one of our teachers uh, says, Genladekyung, she says, uh, being loving to those who love us is not a spiritual practice. Okay, so it means it doesn't increase the power of our ability. So what we want, not uh, 
not not meaning that we want hardship for this for hardship's sake but what we want is to deepen our ability to hold these good qualities of mind and be determined i'm going to hold in my life these good qualities of mind and sort of get it so it evokes a good feeling yeah, so in meditation we are trying to um stimulate a, a determination and that's a good feeling it says like touch your heart <laughs> uh, so a good decision comes and at the end of this chapter on learning how to enhance cherishing others Yashla says just as an ocean is formed by many tiny drops of water gathering over a long period of time so the realizations of love and compassion of practitioners are the result of constant training. We should begin by trying to cherish our parents, our family, and our close friend, friends, and then extend this feeling to the people in our community. Then gradually we increase the scope of our cherishing until it includes every sentient being, every living being. It is important, so I'm just saying this, because in your meditation you can particularly focus on people in your life, your friends, your family, and those in particular who offer you a training. You know, yeah, you're a bit tricky. Good, good tricky. <laughs> definitely with you. Doesn't matter how long it takes, definitely I'm going to increase my patient acceptance, my love, my kindness towards you. It is important to begin with our immediate circle, because if we try to love all sentient beings in a general way, while neglecting to cherish the specific individuals with whom we associate, our cherishing will be abstract and inauthentic. We may develop some good feeling in meditation, but these will quickly disappear when we arise from meditation, and our mind will remain basically unchanged. So, so we don't want that. <laughs> we so we want to so that so, so it's like we've got to sort of navigate. So although of, of course I'll guide you a little bit, our effective meditation is when we are placing it you know, in the context of our life, and we sort of mentally look at the people and the interactions, and we go, who could I improve? My patience, my love, my caring of. You know, some people are easy, okay? some are less easy, so okay, and we identify. And it's almost like putting a, um, a memory, I know, a memory, a flag, uh, an alarm, <laughs> That when we see those people, oh, you're my training. I'm determined to get better, to feel better, to make it naturally arising when I'm with you. That I don't focus on your faults, I don't obsess about how I feel less whatever it is to somebody else or whatever, whatever the resistance is in our mind. I don't get back from you appreciation or, you know, fill in the blank. So we... When we cherish with a sense of it's either easy or we get something back ourselves, it's not pure-hearted. Okay? So now we want to develop this determination uh, 
so we covered previously how uh, others offer us this opportunity. They are like our spiritual teacher in a way. You know, they are appearing and we go, definitely, I'm going to cherish you by being really patient and understanding. I'm going to cherish you by being, uh, you know, more openly interested or more uh, deliberately compassionate. So we know good qualities. In the meditation, Yashla says, If at the end of each meditation session we make a special determination to cherish those with whom we are going to spend our time and then put this determination into practice, our cherishing will be grounded and sincere. Okay, so so that's, that's what we want. So sort of see, this is, this is the people in my life. Okay, this is who I can extend, push the envelope a little bit. I definitely will. Till good feeling arises in the mind, you focus on that determination. You hold it like a, a very powerful, beautiful, uh, well, it's our intention, but that's held by determination, which means we're not going to lose it. And we get up and we don't lose it. We keep it like a to-do list. <laughs> when I see you, I'm going to, yeah, when I see this person, I'm going to definitely. I, don't, I mean, I would make it uh, very practical, very immediate, who you're going to see later, you know, something so you are not going to forget and be happy in the practice of it. If you feel inspired by this podcast, then dive deeper into the timeless wisdom of modern Kadampa Buddhism by following the link in the episode description. We look forward to reconnecting with you in the next episode of Kadampa Podcasts.